Welcome to Kino Society with Owen Shapiro. In today's episode, we have Gavin Brivik, a composer best known for his work on a Netflix original series, Living Undocumented, the 90th Academy Award nominated film, My Nephew Emmett, and the Blumhouse Netflix original film, Cam. Gavin is featured as one of the American Society of Composers and Publishers Film Composers to Watch, and the winner of the 2017 World Soundtrack Award for Best Composition by a Young International Composer. Welcome to Kingdom Society, Gavin. Hey, Owen. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, and th- thanks for the nice introduction. It's, it's awesome to just be a part of this. I saw some of your previous guests, and, and honestly, a great lineup, a lot of great people, a lot of great departments. So thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. What's made you want to be a composer? Um, well, I didn't initially actually want to be a composer. I wanted to be a, like a touring guitarist, actually. And then I ended up injuring my wrist. So I wasn't able to play guitar for a few years. And when I was in college, like music school, I had a roommate who was a composer and, you know, I it looked really cool. And I was always interested in writing. Like I did write on my guitar and wrote songs, but never really thought about writing, you know, classical music, contemporary music, electronic music. So the program I studied in was like a great introduction and kind of helped me get all the tools. And then later film composing came into the picture. So what music school did you go to? I went to uh, the University of Missouri, Kansas City for my undergrad. And um, later I went to NYU. But um, yeah, yeah, at at UMKC, uh, I studied just contemporary classical composition, which is like aired way more on an academic um, view of music. And then I kind of got burned out of that and then um, ended up switching to film scoring. What is an average workday like for you? Um, well, I'm in the middle of one right now. Um, it, it kind of varies. Like um, some sometimes I take on like one big project. So say like I'm working on a feature film or a series, you know, I I kind of just have a set deadline set by the producers and the production. So, um, you know, I get the film and I'm just writing all day. And I try to create a routine out of it or you know I it's it's kind of like just set it's it's actually not very set to a routine I should probably get better at that but it's just right it's just me in my studio all day I, I was doing this like pre-pandemic um so it's you know I've always just been kind of working alone in a studio all day so COVID has not really changed much for you I mean it's changed a lot obviously in in a lot of ways but like on a very minimalist uh aspect of like working from home I've always worked from home and I've always worked like in my own studio so that hasn't changed but obviously like the social aspects of getting work and meeting with like I used to have directors and uh, filmmakers come to my studio and we would work I have like a little couch in my studio for them to listen and kind of talk through things. So obviously that is very different. And then obviously not as much work just because of so many productions being shut down. But, you know, I've always worked from home. So I guess that's been the same. What 
project of yours is your favorite? I don't know if I have a favorite. Um, I think uh, I think a lot of them have like favorite aspects to them. I think when I worked on this movie called Cam, I really liked the idea of it um, really pushing me to be bolder with music as well as a lot airing way more on the electronic music side of things, which I prior to that score really wasn't doing a lot of. I wasn't using a lot of synths and, um, you know, experimenting with processing audio. So, you know, that that film really inspired me in a new direction. But, um, you know, I guess uh, I just did this movie called Wild Indian, which played at Sundance, like the virtual Sundance this year. And uh, we did an orchestra recording remotely. So, I mean, that was the first time I ever had like a musician group of that size play my music. So there there was like aspects of that film that were really um you know rewarding to have that so you don't really have a favorite genre in particular either no no it's it's not really about genre it's more um it's more about like collaborative styles i think um i think like you know genres is it's fun to experiment to write like to a maybe like a character driven dramatic piece for say horror film versus a documentary or a thriller you know I haven't really done any comedies but I'm not you know like against trying that it that seems like the most challenging but I think it's more about my relationship with the filmmaker that makes uh that's that's like its own genre of like work style workflow all right so speaking about relationship with the filmmaker what how was the director involved with the music of the film? Maybe other crew members as well. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of the time, but obviously not in every case, you know, music's kind of one of the last things considered. Um, obviously, the be- I think the best filmmakers are thinking about music way earlier, and that's probably why their films are so well integrated with the score and song choices you know like some directors are listening to stuff while they write the script and i just worked on that film i just worked on called wild indian i was working on that while the director was working on the script you know the director was sending me the script and i was writing music inspired by the text and that that was a first for me and i think that was like a really interesting way to collaborate but you know, with everything that kind of also that question kind of varies by fil- like filmmaker. So it's um, a lot of the collaborations, though, like on a base level are just the filmmaker and the editor, you know, sending me the film. And then sometimes they have like references or temp score, which is um, temp score, which probably a lot of people know. But if they, just in case they don't, it's a it's like placement music from previous scores so maybe like a Hans Zimmer track will be in a scene and they they're just using it as a placeholder to kind of get the pacing right so sometimes they send me that and they're like this is what I like about this track and then I do my own thing and keep you know that might just be like a place we start but it's a big back and forth of them just sending me um, ideas and I send them ideas and then I do revisions kind of how it goes. Are there any particular creative conflicts that are common between the composer and the director? Oh yeah, all the time. And I think like, obviously 
more arise with certain people. Like sometimes, sometimes it's just, you know, like sometimes you're, you're seeing the scene differently or maybe, um, maybe the filmmaker had a specific idea for a scene and maybe, you know, maybe you're both kind of trying to push your own ideas on it. I think obviously at the end of the day, like the director is always right. (laughs) It's their kind of their vision that you're helping tell the story. But I think the best collaborations are the filmmakers who are very um, open to new ideas and maybe very open to maybe something they didn't expect. But I think conflicts arise. I think every film composer is conflicts. And if you ever look at like some of the trades and, you know, like industry stuff, you'll see composers get fired and replaced constantly. And just because maybe creative differences, maybe like they do a test screening and then they're like, this music's not right. And we need to totally pivot to like, like they might've done an orchestral score, but now they want a synth score. So sometimes they just hire a different person. And so I I think sometimes um, conflicts arise, but it's usually, you know, maybe it's a personality thing. Maybe it's just, they hired the wrong person, just like with an actor or any other department. Sometimes it's not about the talent. It's just the wrong choice for that vision, you know? So which project of yours was perhaps the toughest to work on? or maybe something that didn't particularly turn out the way you expected it to. I think I think the toughest project I worked on was that film that Netflix film Cam, but it turned out better than I expected. I just think I think um it just took me a while to find the right theme and the right noises and sounds that fit the film. The film um was so unique visually and so unique story-wise that I think the score, it just took me a while to find it. And I think uh, the director was really, we were both trying to search for it ourselves. I don't think we we knew exactly what we wanted until we heard it, which is kind of a scary place to start. But, you know, that like that challenge was really motivating because once I did find it, it felt like an accomplishment. Like some, there's other films where I feel like the first thing I write, the director is like, yeah, this is great. And it just feels like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not, it, those are really great moments, but it's just nice sometimes to, to find something just like any, like we all like challenges and to some degree, sometimes getting something too easy is not as rewarding or, or you feel like maybe it's not your best work because you didn't have to like uh, struggle to get there. Maybe, <laughs> I don't know if that's just me. Maybe I, I like the, the challenge. So outside of your work, do you have any favorite composers or soundtracks or maybe just artists or songs? Yeah, yeah, tons of them. I mean, my, one of my favorite film composers working right now is Johnny Greenwood, who was the guitarist for Radiohead and he did Phantom Thread and There Will Be Blood and You Were Never Really Here. And the reason I think I love his music so much is just because it's always unexpected and sometimes it clashes with the, the images on screen. And I, and I think it's just um, always fresh and um, just unconventional. And I think even the way he works is unconventional. He writes a lot of it away from picture he doesn't like compose while watching the movie. And then, so sometimes that creates this um, unusual clash between the two things. And I think it 
it's an interesting dynamic. I, I also love Mika Levy's work. I think a lot of um, scores that that they're using is um, always original as well. I think like um, you know Manos and Under the Skin, just and even I you know Jackie it was a really great score as well. A lot of people um, had mixed feelings on the music, but I think that it's just that her music is really um tense and kind of uncomfortable and i think i think there's something there but away from film so many people like apex twin and one of tricks point never and rival consoles i like and i it's a, i have a pretty broad taste i mean i also studied jazz guitar at one point so i used to love to listen to a lot of jazz and have a little jazz record collection so yeah uh what about movies or directors that you really really love yeah it's kind of a huge taste there too i mean obviously like all the great the great filmmakers that i mean martin scorsese and i I mean it's it's hard to think of everybody on the spot i think i think my taste is broad like um maybe within genres i would know better but i think um I've been watching a lot of more independent films that some of my um, friends have scored or even just watching some of the films that were nominated this year, like Minari and Nomadland and all these films. And I love, I mean, those are very like character driven drama pieces that I love, but I also like Pineapple Express and, you know, Seth Rogen movies and Adam Sandler films. And I love the Safdie brothers. And um, I think one of my favorite scores of, that's like in the last decade was good time i just was obsessed with that movie and the score but it, I, I would say like for almost everything my taste is pretty broad i mean i pretty open to to things um even the things i wasn't sure about you know i'll, I'll at least give it a shot oh, what was the movie you mentioned that you were obsessed with that i went sound for like a second there good time oh good time yeah i love that movie I, I thought I thought that movie just kind of took me off guard in every way, and even like on a music level, it was just incredible. And um, I, I was a fan of that composer's work pr- prior to film scoring. I, I used to listen to a lot of One O Tricks music, like in college, when I, especially when I was studying um, kind of electroacoustic, electronic music. So, what would you say to someone who wants to enter the world of cinema? I think um, I think I'd have. I don't know what I would say to somebody who wants to enter in cinema, just because I my I feel like my field is so specific. If I was to if I was to give any advice to people who want to be a film composer, one of the first things I would say is just get very fluid with modern tech, like understanding how to write music in your computer and and being very open minded to a lot of different genres and styles and. Um, just continue to experiment. And then if they're trying to break into the industry and find connections, I think starting with student filmmakers is is where I started because eventually those students will become professionals. They'll, They'll be the next generation of filmmakers. So, and I feel like a lot of filmmakers build their teams early. Like if you look at so many, you know, big directors they work with the same people through their whole careers and sometimes those relationships like span 20 30 years when they were in film school together like you know i mean even 
like George Lucas is a producer on Star Wars and went to school with him at USC or like Ludwig Göransson worked with Ryan Coogler at USC and all these people who became friends young. So I think, um, and when I say young, just young in their careers, obviously age doesn't matter, but I think um, just try to try to find uh, young filmmakers who don't really know any composers and reach out. Hopefully um, a great relationship will build. So do you have any current or upcoming projects? Um, a lot of my current and upcoming projects are like a shorter form. Um, I don't know if I'm technically allowed to. I think I have a fair amount of NDAs signed. <laughs> so that's kind of, sorry, I don't have a very um, long answer to that. But uh, after my last feature film, I'm not working on anything long form like feature TV show. Right now, everything's co- short commercials or short films. So where can my listeners find and connect with you? Um, I'm always open on my Instagram. You know, I've, I've had younger composers and filmmakers. I've, I've actually gotten a lot of work through Instagram. I connect with filmmakers um, through social media all the time. And I've also connected with young composers who were trying to get advice. And when I was a young composer, I reached out to more established people and they were super generous with their time. And they sent me, you know, emails that gave you know so it's like I want to pay that forward because it helped me so I'm always down for people to reach out with questions about that but yeah I mean I'm I think like you know my emails on my website if somebody prefers thank you so much for joining the podcast today yeah of course thanks for having me that's all for today don't forget you can subscribe to Kingdom Society on iTunes and Spotify Mm -hmm.